Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Millennial Love, the independent lifestyle desk's weekly podcast on love, dating and relationships. Hosted by me, Olivia Petter, lifestyle writer. And me, Rachel Hosey, assistant lifestyle editor. Dating today is a world away from what it was even just 10 years ago. With dating apps, millennials find it harder to meet people than ever before. And even when we do, who's to say we won't be ghosted, breadcrumbed or zombied or all of the other lovely things that we like to do to each other. So that's why we decided to launch Millennial Love as two longtime singletons in their 20s talking candidly about all of the things that everyone is doing but not always willing to admit. Today, we are very excited to have joining us author and journalist Sophia Manikoots. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. We are so excited to have you here. We're going to have a very juicy discussion <laughs> later on. No pressure. Olivia and I have both recently demolished Sophia's novel. Um, but for anyone who doesn't know you, yeah. please could you introduce yourself? Okay. Hello, everyone. I'm <laughs> Sophia uh, Money Coots. I actually started out working life in this very building where we sit now. Uh, after uni in London, I went to, I got a job on the Evening Standard. And there, I actually did write a few columns about dating um, back then. I had a boyfriend who luckily lived in Sheffield, so we never read them. Um, so I was on the Evening Standard, and then I went away to work for a newspaper in Abu Dhabi. And then I came back to the Mail, so this building again. And then I worked at Tatler for five years. So it's always been sort of writing and editing. That's always what I wanted to do. To do. And then towards the end of my time at Tatler, I wanted to write a book. So I got to The Plus One, which is obviously set... Well, not obviously, because many people haven't read it yet. It's, it's set in a posh magazine called Posh, so it's slightly autobiographical. I'm always so interested when journalists write books and the central character is a journalist. So I'm always like... <laughs> so narcissistic. No, but it's great for us, but it's incredibly relatable. But I'm always curious about how much is autobiographical and how much is real. But I suppose, obviously, if you're writing a novel, you're going to write about the world you know because that's going to make it a good book. Well, that's the thing. That's that's. I think first books, or first novels anyway, are all, always quite autobiographical. Um, they just have to be... It's like you open up your laptop and there's the scary blank Word document. Oh, what do you write? You write you just disguise the different mm. name. <laughs> a little bit. Obviously, I've you know worked a bit harder than that on my book. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, though, you could just basically write it about your whole life and be like, it's, it's not true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nobody is... No characters are based on anyone I know. Yeah. <laughs> Don't sue me. No, we loved it. I demolished it when I was on holiday oh, good. in I'm Italy. very glad. Yeah, I read recently. it in like two days. Thanks, I loved guys. it. A great holiday read. Um, <laughs> shall we do our dating debrief, Livy? Yes. Um, it's been a while since we recorded a podcast. Actually, it is because we've it? both been on our hollybobs. Yeah, um, can't believe I just used the word hollybobs. No, we need. Am I like I a middle-aged aunt? <laughs> I wasn't gonna yeah, I was going to pull you up for that actually as well. I have to say, <laughs> oh, cringing at myself. <laughs> oh, okay. We're all friends. It's fine. Good. Yeah, it's fine. Gloss <laughs> over that. Onwards. <laughs> My dating debrief. So I wrote an article about Hinge a few weeks ago. Realised I knew nothing about Hinge because okay. it's very different to the other dating apps. Well, quite, yeah. Um, there's no swiping. Is Hinge, is Hinge the one where it's friends of friends? Well, I See, think... See, I met my boyfriend on Tinder, but I can't remember... Really? I mean, that was like over a year ago, and I wasn't really on Hinge. Bumble and Tinder were my main ones. I feel ones. like Hinge has recently sort of 
yeah. come onto the scene. Well, may, not just come onto the scene. It's been around for a while, but it's gaining momentum, if you will. Yeah, okay. but I just find it really confusing because I'm so used to the swiping mechanism. Whereas this, you've got like a full profile with different yeah. pictures and different things that you say about yourself. Okay. You basically answer set questions. There's a right. load of questions you can choose okay. to answer and you do like three of them. I actually quite like it though because I like it that everyone has to put in a little bit of info. Yeah, more effort than just having a blank yeah, profile, Yeah, but it's right? not like one of those really serious dating apps where you have to do like a 20 minute questionnaire. Well, mm. all like that, I was just on the tube now and I saw the advert for eHarmony and you have to answer 150 questions to really? narrow down. And they've got those annoying adverts. They say, this is the end of dating. I'm like, no, it's not. Stop it's it. not. But it's 150 <laughs> questions to supposedly really narrow it down. Who's got the time to answer 150 questions? You'd have to be really determined, yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's just really confusing because you don't like you like different elements of someone's profile. So I was going to ask you because I know that you have it, Rach. Yes, I do. Do when you like, you know, do you like someone's photo or do you like a thing that someone says and then you can write a comment in response to a photo? So you can be like, "Hey, sexy." Mm. Not that oh, I've ever done that. But, but it doesn't go. Could. It's not like public like Instagram. Like that's no, privately no, no, to no. them. It's, just, it's <laughs> private. It's private. Can you imagine? Them. Okay. But it's like you 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 dissect the individual parts of their profile as opposed to just saying yes, I approve. Or like, of the no, whole thing. Yeah, you specifically like one photo or one thing they've said, and then you can respond in a comment. Blimey. Mm. But I quite like that because I think that it gives you something to talk about. Do you always write something um, in the comment? Not always, but more often than not, because I think if you don't, then a conversation rarely starts. Mm. Um, yeah. And I I sometimes think it looks quite good if you like one of their answers as opposed to one of their pictures, because then you look less shallow. Clever. <laughs> Top tip there. Clever. Okay, got it. I mean, yeah. All right, thanks. <laughs> what's been going on with you? Oh, I know what's been going on with you, but tell the listeners. Oh, I, I, will, know. I will tell them. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. on the subject of Hinge, I went on a Hinge date. Great. A first date. And this was the first date I'd been on for a few months, actually, because I'd, okay. I'd taken a bit of a pause. I was like, no, can't mm-hmm. be bothered to date anyone. What so, was it? I'm sorry, what was it that we said? We said you had a dry spell. <laughs> so and I said rude. it was time for your wet spell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Oh, that's So, yeah, so how, on that note, how was that first date? <laughs> uh, uh, yes, so I'm going to tell you a bit of a cautionary tale, to be honest, because okay. I went on this date thinking, mm. I really hope I like this guy because I haven't been on a date for a while. I really want it to go well. And so I go on the date. And I was really pleasantly surprised in that it was going really well. Where were you? Where'd you go? We went to a cafe in Hyde Park and just got a bottle of wine and sat outside. It was like the hottest day of the year. Um, So it was quite chilled. But I was... Very often I will go on a date with a guy and either fancy them but they're like boring or stupid or the the chemistry just isn't there in your personality. Or they have all the personality stuff and I'm like, I'm sorry, I just don't fancy you. And this guy... Was ticking both boxes, oh. and I was like, "Oh my god, this is great!" Nailed it. We were vibing. <laughs> there was bants. There was laughter. He was asking lots about me, showing lots of interest. I was like, "Yes, excited!" So we'd met at six thirty, but then it like it got to eight thirty, and he said he had to go at eight thirty on a Thursday. He was like, "I'd better be getting home," and I was like, "What?" I mean, did he live in like outside London? No, or, okay. no, zone two. Did he warn you at the beginning that he was going to have to leave no. around that time? No. Okay. No. Just like, hey, this yeah. was nice, bye. Exactly. Right. So I was mm. sort of quite taken aback by yeah. that. And I didn't see it coming. I presumed we were going off to get another drink somewhere. Yeah. And um, anyway, I got home feeling a bit deflated, feeling Aww. like this doesn't bode well. If he'd liked me, he would have wanted to continue hanging out. Um, 
and my flatmate was like, no, 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 maybe, you know, if you read the signs and it seemed like he was into you, I'm sure he was into you. And he was just like, you know, maybe a two hour first date for him is normal. And I was like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and then Thanks. the next day, actually, you know, like 8 a.m. the next morning, he messaged me saying, great to meet you, but I didn't feel the spark and oh, I don't no. think we're right for each other, you know, but thanks for a nice evening, which is like... <laughs> Not the greatest thing to hear. No, although at least he sent a message. Exactly. I mean, it's depressing that I even have to say that that is an no. example of good behaviour. No, no. Yeah. I completely agree. I was really and like... And early. He didn't, like, drag it out. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. It wasn't like I was wondering the whole day being like, oh, my God, did he like me? Did he not like me? What happened yeah. last night? And I've actually really learned from this because... I've actually been on dates before where I've like not fancied the guy or not been feeling it. And the guy's been really like, oh my God, that was so great. We really got on. I'd love to go out again. And I'd be like, are you deluded? Mm. <laughs> and now I've kind of experienced the other side yeah, of it. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> and okay. I, I sort of made me realize that a spark and a connection or the perception of it isn't always mutual. It's perfectly possible for one person to think that connection spark is there mm. and the other person actually just be making polite conversation. Yeah. And, and you have no idea unless they make yeah. it explicit to you. Yeah. yeah. Was he British? Yes, he was. Well. Because yeah. that's how Americans date, isn't it? It's very much like you'll yeah. line up several dates in an evening and you'll be very like ruthless and efficient about very it. Very true. I, I think that is how they do it over there. It's much more efficient. Yeah. I much prefer that. I just, I love it when people are straightforward. It's sort of like a business transaction for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind that. I think it's great. I'd rather... I'd you rather, know where you are, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I hate the wondering. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, I knew where I stood anyway. So we live and learn. And so, uh, yeah, onwards with Hinge, though. We move on. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. Let's do our bio of the week. Now, this is a bio <laughs> I found on Bumble, actually. Um, I told it to Livy earlier, and she didn't get it. I'm yet to explain still, I still it. don't get it. If you can get it, okay, I'm, I'm intrigued. Impressed. I mean, I don't think it's hard to get. Anyway, maybe <laughs> I didn't hear it right. I don't know. This is Jack. <laughs> And Jack says, I like to play chess with elderly gentlemen in the park, but it's hard to find 32 of them. Mm, elderly gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, you. this Don't made me either. laugh. Okay, so there are 32 pieces in a yeah, yeah 32 pieces question. on a chessboard. Yeah. Oh, to be fair, my delay was partly trying to work out how many pieces there might be on a chessboard. Oh, to be honest, like, that's, that's not a fact I know, but I'm presuming okay. there are 32 pieces. But even yeah, if I, mean, I think that is quite, that is, I think that's, quite funny I feel like it's probably about eight rows of eight on each side no two no, rows, two of, rows eight of eight because you've got all your pieces and then you've got the pawns exactly. in front of them. I mean is it that funny I was at chess club when I, uh, when well, I was little really nerdy um, <laughs> I mean I'm not into chess and I laughed at that but I laugh a lot Olivia's hard to please um, <laughs> I, I think that's quite funny and it also it shows a very specific sense of humour which I think is good maybe mm. yeah and a hint of nerdiness if he's into yeah. chess and he was maybe in chess club. <laughs> love it. I mean, there's nothing wrong with a nerd. Well, on Jack, I, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I like Jack, so probably okay. a swipe right for me and a swipe left from Livy. Mm, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Okay, so let's get on to our main topic of discussion today, which is the role of class in hmm. dating and whether class should play a role at all. Um, I think... The best place to start would actually be for Sophia, if you could explain sort of mm. the premise of your book, mm -hmm. because class does ba play a big role in the storyline. Absolutely. Um, and when Livia and I read it, it sort of made us think about loads of interesting aspects to do with class and mm -hmm. dating. Mm -hmm. So I suppose you don't want to give any spoilers, but no, I don't want to do that. But I can sort of I can talk, yeah, generally please, around please, it. Please, yes. So my heroine in the book, Polly. 
Um, she works for this posh magazine called Posh with an exclamation mark. So it's like, hello, exclamation mark, posh exclamation mark. And she one day gets sent up to Yorkshire for a shooting weekend to go and interview this infamous playboy who's the son of a duke, Jasper, the Marquess of Milton. He's recently been photographed falling out of a club, single again. Uh, And so off she goes to interview him in his castle and the sort of a romantic storyline sort of develops from there. And yeah, without giving away too much, yeah, there are moments in the book where she isn't posh. She's sort of, you know has a fairly normal, typical middle-class upbringing. Um, But she finds herself in fairly extraordinary situations because he is super posh, Mm. has a castle, has a million-bedroom house in Kensington, um, has a Range Rover, has a Labrador, wears chinos and collared shirts. You know, very much like, Mm. we're talking serious posh here, not just sort of sounds posh, has all the posh bits that come with it as well and will one day be a duke as well um so yeah so yeah that's and the situations i think for her are bizarre sometimes hanging around with his posh mates who say fairly frightful things um and yeah i think it's it's very different for her not having sort of come across anyone or dated anyone like that before i think it's fascinating and i think we should actually just talk about the meaning of posh because we actually have quite a lot of listeners mm. around the world and i think posh is a very uniquely british concept yeah. i you know i lived abroad for a little bit and i remember trying to sort of translate and explain the word posh to germans and i i couldn't quite do it because they would say like oh does it mean rich and i'd go no no like definitely not these days definitely either. not yeah like you can be working class and have loads of money and you can be very posh and have you might live in a grand country old pile yeah, but yeah. You- well or not even these days actually loads of people who would traditionally have been de- sort of deemed posh and sound like me frankly uh you know we're, we'll be living in not particularly grand places at all it's just people assume a lot from an accent or a name mm. in my case uh, <laughs> and yeah there's it's sort of loaded with all sorts of connotations mm, yeah. that's the thing so do you do think you want it, to, yeah i, I mean because i i'm trying to think about how i would just define posh i really have no idea do you think it's do you think it's mostly about heritage and your your background your family yeah i think these days i mean obviously uh it dates back from when you know the class system in in britain was was fairly rigid mm. and the posh lot were the sort of top of the tier as it were and although a lot of people would say we've still got a fairly sort of rigid class system you know yeah, endless and books are still written yeah. about the class system in this country um and and yeah and i and i some people would also say it probably is still fueled by the private school system in this country mm. i think that it marks quite a big divide and is a pretty um yeah inflammatory topic um again some people might say it's if you sound you know like me or if you say something a certain way or if you've got a double barreled name or um it means so many different things to so many different people now i think it's you could, it's fairly fluid um but definitely sort of talking like this is is Mm. one of the hallmarks i think mm. um yeah because we I, I it's very funny the whole thing the whole posh thing and because you know i've had people say to me before oh you're really posh but then i've i've definitely hung around with people a lot posher than me who will then yeah. sort of make me feel like i'm like 
I don't know, like really, I don't even know what the right word is, but really not posh. It's weird, isn't it? Because I don't really consider, I don't consider myself posh, but it sounds almost disingenuous to say that because people will go, of course you are, you've got a double-barreled name and you sound like that and it's, and you worked at Tatler for five years and you know about Dukes. But it's not, I just don't. I'm the same as a load of my mates who aren't mm. posh, you know, and my boyfriend's a northerner from Grimsby. It's just mm. not, I, I, I hope it becomes less and less of a sort of inflammatory topic. And I get, you know, it gets, I know that, you know, my, even my name alone just gets people's backs up. Um, I did something for the Times earlier this year and I got added in various really charming stuff on Twitter. Um, <laughs> but I don't mean, you know, I, that's not deliberate. It's not me mm-hmm. setting out to do that. It's, it's re- it never ceases to amaze me actually how um, strongly people still feel about the posh thing and the class system in this country. Well, you see, I think, you know, it's easy to say that it's not as rigid anymore as it was but then you look at the dating apps and there are a series of elitist dating apps like coming toffee, out right? now like toffee yeah. that are endorsing so we should like inbred like, well <laughs> let's explain what toffee is toffee yeah. is a dating app that launched earlier this year and you are only allowed to join toffee if you were privately educated mm. i mean i remember when this came out i was gobsmacked i thought it was so so awful personally yeah. and i i'm sorry I'm not saying there's anything wrong with dating people who went to a private school. I went to a private school and I'm very privileged in that capacity. But I would not want to date the type of person who only wanted to date yeah, people yeah. who exactly. went to a private school. <laughs> I don't know. Also, I'm quite intrigued about how they police that sort of thing. You have some sort of checklist or I don't know how you'd know that. Do you wear a trousers? Do you wear loafers? <laughs> um, I, weirdly, when it, was, when it was announced earlier this year, I wrote a column about saying, oh, just you know let them if if exactly that if there are people who only exclusively want to date other people who went to private schools then frankly why don't they just all stick together and leave yeah. the rest of us out of it it's a bit yeah. like there's a sort of there are dating apps mm. for everything right if you're into uniform if you're into nurses mm. if you're into bears if you're into whatever your sort of thing is private school could just be another one and if it takes all those sort of characters off the market so the rest yeah. of us don't bump into them on tinder yeah. great frankly yeah. <laughs> so that's actually a really good was way my take about on it. the whole mm. thing <laughs> i think i was just quite shocked though that there were there was deemed to be this interest in dating someone like only dating people who were privately educated like yeah. that's such a small percentage of the population if you ask me it's hard enough to meet someone yeah that you click with that you fancy that ticks all your boxes and you are really making your pool a lot smaller <laughs> by insisting that someone went to a private school yeah, silly. And probably really specific private schools at that. <laughs> yeah, I know. They recently like released this. Survey. I saw. Yeah, I mean, God knows how they did this, but about like, it was they had somehow ranked the private schools in the UK with the most attractive. <laughs> they said current and former pupils, and I'm like, current pupils are under 18. That's a bit inappropriate. Well, how yeah. do they compile a list I, like that? I don't know. You think on know. data it might be a bit dodgy releasing those figures? But anyway, not for <laughs> us to so not funny. for us to police it. So I guess my question about the whole. Based on the book, yes. so you see the class differences between Jasper and mm-hmm. Polly. How do you think those fundamental differences in the way that they've been brought up and their families adversely affect their relationship? Uh, I don't think, oh, do you again, think without giving any spoilers it? away. Yeah. It, there's obviously a lot to do. I think backgrounds uh, can come enormously into relationships. Um, but it doesn't have to if you have the same values uh, I was about to say at the end of the day, like a football manager. But at the end of the day, if you share the same values with someone and you want the same things in life, then I don't think whether you were born in a castle, whether you were born on an estate should make a huge amount of difference. You know, mm. Lloyd and I, my boyfriend, 
definitely have very similar values actually he's far more sort of proper than me um but i have totally different backgrounds but we know what we both want and we're very similar in that capacity so so ultimately or hopefully that's that's what matters so in the book i think it, it comes down to sort of character traits i don't think well, I can't talk about it really yeah. without mm. giving stuff yeah. away. I don't want to. I know what you mean. You'll have it's to more, read it for yourself. It's more about having shared values, shared morals. Yeah, seeing the world in the same through the same lens. And 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 of course, class, different backgrounds might alter those slightly. Mm. But I think, hopefully, not the very fundamental qualities of of how sort of good a person you are or yeah. um or what you want in life shouldn't really be determined totally by how you were born, basically. I have a question for you guys then about your own experiences. Have you ever come across or has class ever come into your dating lives and experiences? Have you ever dated someone where a class difference was noticeable or an issue or have you had any experience with it? Yeah, I mean, I I think, well, certainly with my, yeah, with Lloyd, my boyfriend, um, we have very different backgrounds and, and we sort of, he jokes about having a posh girlfriend. <laughs> um, and, and so, yeah, although weirdly he jokes, he can make that joke. Yeah. I would never make the joke the other way around. Yeah. I'd never say I've got a common boyfriend because that would be so hideous. Yeah. So again, it comes back to the fact that you're yeah. allowed to sort of take the piss out of posh people and make jokes, but. I could, I wouldn't, I wouldn't dream of making that joke back because no, it's right. just so awful and like revolting. Yeah. yeah. Um. But then I've also dated, you know, I've dated posh boys. In fact, I dated. There's this kind of few scenes in the book. I did date a really sweet guy for a bit, and who was sort of shooting obsessed. And I went to various <laughs> castles on shooting weekends. <laughs> and there was one occasion I remember when we went up to a Scottish castle, and just as we arrived. He said to me, you do realise because we're not married, we won't be allowed, we're not allowed to be in the same room together. And what? Like, no way. Are you kidding me? Because I didn't know anyone. It was like, we'd only be going out for about three months. I didn't know anyone else there. And he was like, yeah, so you'll be in a room with, there was only one other unmarried couple. You'll be in a room with his girlfriend. So I was like bunking up and with a girl. And whose rule was this? Um, the people who owned the castle so I quite crossly said well I'm not having that and then made the boys switch around but we had to sort of corridor creep because if we'd been bust it would be you know very frowned upon. so incredibly oh backwards <laughs> I know it's weird isn't it and I get it uh, you know your house your rules and you should sort of stick by that but I was just really uncomfortable because I didn't know anyone and he should have told me before so I was yeah fairly cross about that that's um, yeah. so yeah though yeah that was a different experience again it's very it's very strange because I uh, I went to Bristol like Rachel did and went to, also was very lucky to go to a private school. Mm -hmm. Encountered a lot of people there who I would argue I viewed as very posh. Have never ever viewed myself as posh, but because of maybe I my always accent, think you're posher than me. Exactly, <laughs> but then but then I don't I don't really know where that comes from. Like, is yeah, it, is it just the way I speak? I mean, I don't. You know, I'm an only child. Mm -hmm. I grew up in central London with a single mum. My dad lives in America. Like we went, I went to a very great school, but I don't view myself as posh. My family's Jewish. Yeah. Like I don't view that as traditional posh. I, when I think of posh, I think of like the British aristocracy. Yeah. You probably think more about like people who grew up in the countryside with Labradors like me. Exactly. Yeah. And that is traditionally the sort of Sloney definition since yeah. the 80s. Yeah. That has been it. And that's still it. I mean, that definitely still goes on. You know, those shooting weekends that I was going to with that boyfriend, that is a world that still very much exists. Yeah. But it's not just that. It's sort of slightly broader. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Think. Because I remember I was, I dated a guy briefly last year and it didn't get very far, but he was one of those like, you know, I go shooting and I wear tweed type <laughs> situations. Sexy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... I remember, like, you know, we were, I think we went on two or three dates, so it didn't get very far. But obviously in my head, I was thinking ahead and thinking, like, what if this develops and I have to go on one of these situations and I would have no idea what to do? And would his friends, like, would it be really noticeable that mm. I was not from this same social group? Well, I think that's the, that's the interesting thing, isn't it? If you get very serious with someone and and background matters, and a bit like in the book, there's a certain scene, again, I'm trying to be really careful not to give anything away, <laughs> but if you think, oh my God, is this going to be the rest of my life? Am I going to sort of, as it were, like sort of jump up or down on the sort of spectrum or am I going to have to somehow because this person that I'm with has got a very different background? Yeah, I think when it comes to sort of the rest of your life and marriage, um, then maybe it does come into play more. But again, the same thing should apply. That if you have the same values and you want the same thing, then who the hell cares, frankly? Well, that actually leads us on quite nicely to something that's been in the news quite a lot the past week, is this whole concept of, well, people talk about marrying up or marrying what? down, it's revolting, isn't it? which is a horrible, yeah. horrible Victorian way sort of... to think about who you're marrying. And, you know, it's this idea of who you marry you then sort of go up or down in the the class system or whatever you mm. however you want to describe it like sort of snakes and ladders mm. yeah <laughs> it's so ridiculous and like I, there was some oh, I can't remember who it was even now but someone was saying that you know high flying women or how I can't remember how she worded it but she basically said you know successful women should not be so picky about marrying someone who is well educated or whatever this that and the other and should like I think she said marry down it was yeah it's hooked off a study um, mm. a US study that came out recently that found that women are basically looking for men with a 60% higher income than what is available yeah um, and that, and then it also revealed there's a skew in terms of education levels between men and women. Basically, a lot more women are higher educated than men in the US. Oh, that's yeah. so interesting. And so this this woman was basically saying women need to widen their pool 
and be more open to the concept of marrying down yeah because of what's what's out there basically which is just such a weird concept to even grasp mm. um but then there's even a term for the idea of marrying up so marrying someone who is theoretically in a higher social class than you it's called hyper hypergamy hypergamy mm. new one to me yeah I didn't yeah know. okay hypergamy it's, it's like it. people talk about being upwardly mobile yeah yeah it's yeah. all it's all very bizarre. Yeah. Very, very it's, strange. It's all very sort of incendiary terms, isn't it? Yeah. It's just yeah. And it kind of just makes me think about like like I don't know, kind of Bridget Jones esque in that like your mum would sort of want you to marry like the well educated boy yeah. from the posh family down the street or something. Yeah. Be like you know, it's kind of this idea of being like, Oh, so and so is so eligible. Yeah. Because what? They come from in inverted commas like good stock yeah like what does that mean oh it's so it's so grim it says nothing about them as a person Mm. about their drive about what they've achieved for themselves yeah so why do people why do we care about that and so i I can kind of see what this woman is on about but like i don't i don't like the idea of telling women like not to set their like not i don't we shouldn't be like thinking oh i'm gonna settle if this Mm. someone doesn't share everything i want but you obviously shouldn't in my opinion be like I'm discarding all these people because they didn't go to uni. Yeah, it's interesting. I think the biology, where biology comes into it is quite interesting, isn't it? Is it partly because women are predisposed since, you know, days when we were running around in caves to look for protectors? And therefore, these days, that translates into someone that earns 60% more than us because they Mm -hmm. are going to, you know, on the one hand, be a better protector. And so is that partly something that's very hard for us to fight because it's innate and we're just looking for someone big and strong and this th- these days that might mean you know someone with a huge salary to look after us and our children that's it's i don't know how you can necessarily tell that i think it's subconscious yeah completely but again a bit grim yeah. because <laughs> we can look after ourselves exactly but that's kind of like again the thing that we're sort of predisposed to think the man has to be bigger than us and taller mm. than us yeah exactly the same thing it's like it's so stupid yeah but it's still there. And I find shoes. it. Yeah. I said this recently. <laughs> we were talking about our deal breakers, and I was like, bad shoes are a deal breaker. <laughs> when I actually, when I did the audio for the plus one, um, the sound guy, he said after sort of day two, he was like, you really notice people's shoes. Because <laughs> really? I hadn't noticed apparently throughout, every sort of man in this book is defined by his shoes. That's it's, it's clearly important. a real thing for me. It's important. <laughs> Can I appreciate my shoes? Oh, oh yeah, Rachel. very good. Well Rachel done. Rachel sent me a text about these shoes yesterday. Are they new? Yeah. yeah, I literally bought them yesterday. Uh, when this comes out, guys, go on my Instagram and look at what I posted on <laughs> Wednesday of this week because <laughs> then you'll see the shoes yeah, and I'm great. obsessed. Yeah. yeah. So just, uh, I wear these on a date and the guy would probably be like, what? Because they're like covered in glitter. But I would be like, if you can't accept this, then you're not the one for me. Quite right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, went off on a tangent there, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. From shoes to from class to shoes. Well, it's it's is it linked? It's not linked. I mean, it's not linked. No, okay. <laughs> I was, I was, I was, I was going to try and make a really clever point about that, and then I thought, no, you know what, no. exactly. <laughs> um, so, do you think it's inevitable actually that most people will end up settling down with someone with a similar background of a similar class or what it is? Is it because we sort of tend to stay in the same circles I guess and that's who you probably mix with but I think it's obviously way more fluid uh, or 
you know, the the extremes, obviously there are still massive extremes between sort of, what comes again, money comes into it and it's not about money. Mm. Um, but I would think everyone in the sort of middle, it's more general, people mix more sort of, yeah, I think... I think you're right. What you said about what the private school system, I think that's the biggest yeah, endorsement that's, of it. Yeah, that's definitely. You still get, you know, I've been to loads of uh, most, actually, hideously, probably uh, the majority of the weddings I've been to have been schoolmates mm. from private schools who've married other mates from private schools. Yeah. I think that is a big indicator. But I think it has sort of, obviously, you know, comparing it to Victorian era is mad because it's more relaxed than then. But I think it will just continue to sort of become more and more mixed mm. hopefully anyway i hope so and but it's you know what everyone says we're all middle class now but like yeah you can't divide it into like upper middle working again, class. Like, it's, that's not I a thing tr- again that's why i'm I sort of hesitating a bit i think because i try so carefully not to say anything that's going to make me sound like total dick because it is so easy on this topic i mm. think to sound yes, like so oh, it's hard to so, talk about yeah it yeah without getting your about. knickers in a twist it is um so yes especially <laughs> like you know especially if you are someone who's like very fortunate to have gone to a private school or whatever it might be yeah. then like you know like to be honest with you most of my best friends are not privately educated but then like whenever we talk about school and stuff I don't want to sound like a dick yeah it's mm. yeah and it's very easy to I think yeah. on this topic <laughs> yeah. very easy to um, yeah but you know it was it was kind of refreshing as well that like when I remember when that toffee dating app came out, mm. like I talked about it with all my friends, ones who went to private school, ones who didn't, and everyone was outraged at the prospect. Yeah. So, you know, it's not like, well, I, obviously there are people who want it, but... I, and yeah, and as I said, I think in that case, just leave them to leave it. Leave them to it, I yeah. think you're right. Just yeah. let them get on with it. Yeah, I think it's kind of just the whole class thing is something we just need to not care about. But Well, yeah. Yeah, I think it's just all being so worked out. I mean, and, 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 and every now and then there'll be some headline in the news which will get everyone furious or we'll have another Etonian as prime minister and then everyone will be outraged mm-hmm. again. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think it is going to continue and carry on in this country in a way that For a lot sure. of other countries just don't get. They just think, God, why are you guys so mad? We have a class system in supermarkets, for goodness sake. I was going to say, it's so nuanced because you were saying oh, yeah, like, sorry, with, with supermarkets yeah. as well and with airlines. Yeah. 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 With airlines. But also everyone flies budget these days. Well, yes, you say that, but I had a conversation with my friend's parents a few weeks ago. Uh, they were asking me how I was getting to a certain country, and I was mm. like, oh, they, they asked me what airline I was flying with, which, mm. first of all, is a very strange question no, to ask not. anyone. I, I think it is a bit, because I think it's opening them up to judgment. Cause it's, gonna, it's, it's about judgment, isn't it? Yeah, yeah they're yeah. going to make a judgment on whatever you say. If you say British Airways, they'll think one thing. If you say Ryanair, Actually, which is what I said, they'll think another. That's yeah. a very valid point, because recently I did go to Italy I know I've mentioned that millions of times but no what I'm saying is I flew with British Airways for the first time in like a bajillion years but it was because it was the cheapest for yeah. some reason those flights on those days it was the cheapest and some people said to me who are you flying with and I'd go British Airways oh but it's just because it was the cheapest on those days <laughs> like, see so you're so aware you of it you're yeah it. you don't get free meals on British Airways anymore though so it really doesn't no, matter you it doesn't make any difference M- <laughs> but M&S food guys Marks and Spencers yeah, is on but, the level I mean, of British Airways it, you? Yeah, yeah you still have to pay yeah. unless you're in business class but yeah. like let's not go that far guys <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to be in business class that's a whole other level yeah it's crazy I suppose in this country we have low, you know I remember at Tatler once we wrote a piece about why um what dog was it it's like why the whippet is the new labrador or something so even yeah dogs <laughs> are judged on aren't they everything yeah, in this country absolutely. can be based yeah. or judged on depending on what class it's sort of deemed to fall into yeah and that's the Madness. thing i think i think when you go on a date with someone you have to not 
not judge them for if they're like wearing I don't know red trousers or you know that's true it works uh, yeah, yeah we can sit here judging sort mm. of people that we would deem to be stupidly posh and wear red trousers and brown loafers and be more in love with their Labrador than anything else but why do we judge them more than others you know mm. why are they gain yeah well you shouldn't judge people any way shape or form to be honest with you like if someone comes you meet go on a date with someone and they look like they've could be on TOWIE and that's not usually what you go for, then don't judge them. Don't yeah. judge them for what they look like. I yeah. think it's harder with dating apps though because you're... Because it's taking it at face value. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like mm. you have to make a judgment very quickly on that yeah. person, on very superficial information, on what, what that person chooses to show you on their profile and then how that person chooses to behave on that first date. And you know that, you know, go on first dates all the time never behave like ourselves you're you're no, uncomfortable I mean, you're behave like ourselves anxious. for about five years right I mean, yeah <laughs> i mean like you just don't feel comfortable yeah oh it's all fun and games <laughs> i think that is a good note to end our main discussion on guys however we have a dating disaster from one of our listeners um this one came through to me on my instagram dm and here it goes Hi Rachel, I'm an avid listener of Millennial Love and it's really opened my eyes to a lot of problems that people face during dating in this age that I can relate to. I have been a serial monogamist for as long as I can remember with a relationship throughout uni lasting three and a half years and a fairly short three-month boyfriend since. However, I feel like I have a lot of relationship baggage now and so I have put myself on a dating ban in the hopes that um sorry in the hopes that you meet someone when you least expect it I wondered if you could discuss on your show the idea of dating bans or man bans and whether this is a good thing to give yourself time to recover and realize self-worth of or whether it's a hindrance and just leads to lowering your standards because you're missing that connection because you're consciously banning yourself from dating and dating apps Sorry for the long message. Would really love your wise advice on this one. I love this. I think this is so common. Yeah. And I've really, from a personal experience, I have definitely done this. I have gone through a really horrible situation with a guy and your instant reaction is, right, I'm done. I'm taking a break. Yeah. I'm putting it down. Because it's it's your way of taking control Mm -hmm. again. So you say, right, I'm totally over it. But for me... I know that that doesn't actually work because then you just end up ruminating on those ideas and those feelings that you had when that person, I don't know, dumped you or cheated on you or whatever. Like those feelings don't go away for me Mm. unless there's someone else to distract you from them. Yeah, (laughs) You see what I mean? So like I only really got over that other person when I started seeing someone else. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I'm not I don't still don't think that's the right way to do it. I don't think it you is think either. But that's got, the only way that worked for me. You yeah. gotta you gotta be by yourself for a bit. I know. But then I mean I've yeah gone through similar stages where I might have said to myself and probably other people, right, you're on a man ban, you know, just gonna take time for yourself a bit. But it's sort of a lie. It's more that like mm. I just hadn't met I hadn't been to anywhere and met anyone. So it's just exactly. me consoling myself with the yeah. fact that I hadn't even <laughs> yeah. snogged anyone for, you know, yeah. nine hundred years. Rather than actually being on a man ban. Yeah. It was just like, oh It's not like you're turning you. down opportunities. Yeah, it's like, like you know, <laughs> banging on my door. Yeah. Like, this is my choice, I'm turning them away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can have anyone I wanted. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> In on a Saturday night again. But I mean, maybe that. I mean, maybe that's fine as well. Maybe that's just what you need. Yeah, you I know. think so. I personally think if you, when you come out of a serious relationship, it is not a good idea to jump straight into another serious relationship. No, I agree. I yeah. think you don't have to like quit men in every capacity. 
if if men is what you're into, mm. you know, all are available. Um, <laughs> but you, I think you should avoid getting into something serious if you just come out of something serious. Like have a fling or just do some swiping, do some casual dating or, or nothing. Or, yeah. just or like nothing. A, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, you don't have to necessarily enforce it as a man ban or a dating ban. I just think any sorts of thing, you know, we're all so prone to doing this, putting ourselves on bans. It's like diets, right? Right, I'm not going to eat any carbs exactly. this week. Right, I'm not going to eat any sugar this week. Right, I'm going to be off booze for this week or however long. Right, I'm going to yeah. ban men for however long. I think anything that it, that you're banning yourself from instantly makes it a sort of thing in your head if you yeah. know what I mean it's just I don't think it's a very healthy way to go about things mm. is to tell yourself because then when you inevitably eat a piece of bread or when you inevitably have a glass of wine or maybe snog someone uh, you just you're sort of you know letting yourself down a bit or you're going to sort of obsess about the fact that mm. you've then broken your own self-imposed ban exactly agree. and what happens so, when you when you end your ban you you then maybe you decide okay i'm ready to go back into it i'm fully ready for love i can do this the next person you meet you can't control how they're going to behave with well, that's you what's yeah. happened to me they could break your heart yeah. you have no idea you yeah. might be ready but they're not ready yeah. really i was like hmm, i've had a break i'm ready to date again okay this guy let's go and he wasn't into me yeah, yeah. and i think you just set yourself up for disappointment if you build these things up in your head yeah totally and you think right i'm gonna find love this year no you have no idea yeah. i say that every year <laughs> i have to say i do think um that uh text who sent in that dilemma mentioning the when you least expect it thing it's the most annoying thing in the world mm. but yeah. it has always been really true with me the second that i've stopped obsessing about meeting someone and going you know that thing i was talking to a friend about this when you go to a wedding or you go to a party or you go anywhere and you're like who's the single one where is he where is he who is he who is he you become I, so psycho about yeah. it the second that i've sort of relaxed a bit and, and somehow managed to stop me being sort of so psycho about it it has, in my experience, helped hugely because I think you're maybe then not giving off this sort of these waves. Yeah, um, kiss me, kiss me. Yeah, exactly. I'm here. I'm, I'm here. single. Hi. <laughs> I'm definitely not on a ban. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's such an annoying phrase. It always happens when you least expect it. Um, but yeah. I, in my experience, it's kind of true. Do you know what me and I know some of my girlfriends do is if someone's having a party and they've got a Facebook event for it, like l go on the event and see who's yeah, clicked attending exactly. and click on all the men, try and work out if they've got girlfriends <laughs> or not, see if there's any potential targets. <laughs> I mean, 100%. Yeah. Targets. Just being efficient, if anything. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, you know who to look out for. <laughs> you can stop them out in advance. Give them a store. Go up to them and be like, oh, I've see seen you on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How was your sister's holiday? And I did that. <laughs> like, so let's talk about this endorsement on your LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally me. We joke, but that's oh. literally what Rachel does. <laughs> yeah. talking about this before. 100%. Did you yeah. do that on your date in uh, the park the other night? Absolutely. <laughs> I was like, so what did you study at uni? Of course I knew. <laughs> I knew everything. <laughs> but I... I Cool. I don't know. Maybe he saw through it. Maybe that was what went wrong. But um, oh what was actually progress for me was when mm. I told one of my friends I was going to go out with this guy. She Facebook stalked him. I was like, I have a mutual friend. Do you want me to ask her what he's like? And I was like, No, <laughs> I'm going to find out for myself. Which is progress. That is progress. That is I'm good. proud of you. Well done. Thank you. My favorite thing ever on this topic, just quickly because it's relevant to this whole topic discussion, is um there was someone, a friend's father, didn't realize that LinkedIn. I'm not on LinkedIn, but you can t sometimes you can tell, right? If people you have to have it in private mode. So mm. this uh, this friend of mine had been on a few dates with someone, and on the sort of third or fourth date, he turned around and he said, "Who is like so and so, so and so?" And she was like, "Oh, he's he's." my dad why she's like because he's looked at my profile like 115 times in the last week or so and she's oh, like, no. oh my god 
<laughs> oh my gotta God. be careful. That's <laughs> so, so funny. funny. Quite cute, the dad in a way, but I mean, yeah. just, yeah. I mean, he needs to learn about private mode. Too much. It's yeah. funny that LinkedIn has that feature. Imagine if you had that on Instagram. I, I mean. I would die. Oh my God. I yeah. would actually die. No, no. But we'd all, we'd funny... all just give it up. No, yeah, but I do actually wonder, just on that subject, there are funny algorithms with Instagram when you look in the search things and when you look at yeah. when you look at who's viewed your story, yeah. there are some people that the, always appear near the, the Yeah, it's really creepy very... that. The stories thing, I'm never sure about. I swear no. it's, 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 where, I swear it's to encourage us to be more sort of psychotic about it. And do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The trouble um, is, yeah. Instagram doesn't forget like who you fancied like a month For ago. For a really long, no, no, yeah. like a month, like a really long time ago. So if you put in the first letter of someone's name, up they pop and you can I be know. in front of someone mm. else and be like, no! Yeah, you're like I'm trying no. to get over you. Yeah, exactly, and you can't delete. You can clear. I know about this. You can clear <laughs> search history, but it still remembers somehow. Mm. And what you have to be yeah. careful of is if you're searching someone because you want to like stalk their profile. Sometimes you like search them in, and then they come up, and you go to like click on their profile, but you accidentally click their story. Stories, yeah, I've done and that. And then you view oh, their yeah. story. And it's like, no, they're gonna see this. Instagram's turning us all into lunatics. I, uh, yeah, I think it really is. But I mean, I suppose at least most of us are doing it. If there's any comfort, exactly. Any grain of Comfort absolutely <laughs> yeah it's it's to be expected mm. and on that note <laughs> we are all psycho <laughs> hopefully listening to this has actually given you some comfort in your yeah. psycho ways mm. we're all there you're not alone mm-hmm. thank you to everyone for listening today it's been absolutely delightful what a fun chat it's been please do subscribe to millennial love rate us review us tell your friends we would absolutely love it and you can dm us your dating disasters or dilemmas on instagram at our lovely beautiful account which rachel does such a good job with uh at millennial (laughs) underscore love i try i'm not the hottest on social media (laughs) i mean do you try (laughs) i try um in my own special way um if you don't want to follow us on our main account yes you can follow rachel on her personal accounts (laughs) see her shoes see her sparkly shoes oh yes do please give me a like on my shoes i'm really excited about rachel hosey one no, just no. Rachel Hosey. Rachel underscore Hosey. Sorry, sorry. You okay. know this. Rachel but underscore Rachel Hosey Hosey. one's now going to get a load yeah. of traffic. So like, <laughs> I'm just really sorry, Rachel Good for her. Yeah. <laughs> um, my Instagram account is very subpar. It is at Olivia Petter 8 And if you would like to email us, uh, it's just millennial.love at independent.co.uk. And any story you share with us will be kept anonymous. Yes, we also have a Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash millennial dot love. Samaya, you have been fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. We have so loved having you on. I've loved coming here. Where can the listeners find you? Where can they get your wonderful book? They can find me on uh, Sophia M. Coots on Twitter and Instagram on my website, uh, com, And my book is out on, it's in hardback, it's on Kindle and the audio version as well if you want to listen to me sort of cringe my way through the sex scenes uh, and have to say it was <laughs> in front of the, the sound engineer scenes. poor guy I, quite early on there's a sex scene and it was like a Monday morning at like 10 o'clock we were straight into like <laughs> a certain scene I could sort of sense the sound engineer in the I booth the cringing <laughs> exactly so yeah, imagine yeah, yeah, yeah. and you just gotta I just thought well I've gotta brazen it out and do it um, so yeah if you want um, if you want to listen to me reading them out to you uh, then uh, then you can download the audio version as well <laughs> fun so many options <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, guys. Thank you for being here, everyone. And have a great week. See you soon. Bye. Bye. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.